0: Well, uh, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff coat and Beaver.
1: <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome in to the season finale of buff coat and beaver a beavis and butthead podcast well not the season finale in that it's not going to be the last episode we do and it's not the last one recording so it's really just a confusing mess but we're calling it episode 10 because we have a special guest back i'm clay cunningham joined by adam kurtz and ladies and gentlemen uh he was he was with us at the end of last season you demanded more and we caved to your every whim welcome back to the program the, collect- the owner of the world's largest Beavis and Butthead memorabilia collection. And I'd say super fan number one, Sean Beard. Say hello to your adoring public. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All
2: right, all right, all right. Uh, good to be back. It's it good to be back, but it's good to it be is. anyway. Yeah, all we're right. happy, to
1: ke- happy to catch you because I think you said you're about to embark on like a 50-state and 50-day tour, right? I know you're hitting out on the road for... <laughs>
2: I'm doing America, Clay.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. We wouldn't have it any other way. Sean, um, well, just one thing uh, I, before we get into it um, that has been kind of on my mind. Uh, we haven't talked to you since we last saw it. And since then, you know, we've got the new movie and the new season, which is roughly about 90% of the way through as we're recording this. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new Beavis and Butthead?
2: Well, well I'll, I'll start with the movie, which... Um, had no right to be as good as it is, man. I I, I really liked the movie. Like, I, I think ten minutes into it, I just had this thought of, like, oh, man, I am genuinely invested in this. I feel so like I'm watching new Beavis and Butthead, but it feels just as good as the old. Um, I really don't have too many. I, I, I really praise Do the Universe. Like, there's a the little nitpicks people throw out, like the animation's different, you know, what can you say? But... Uh, it's really quite perfect. It's the same movie,
1: yeah. (laughs) you know, in a lot of ways.
2: It's the same plot with a more blown out proportion. But like, like I've said, like what's brilliant about it is that they never realize that they're, you know, in the future or in present day anyways. (laughs) So they, Mm -hmm. they they take, just like do America is just a dumb guy, buddy comedy, like travel comedy, uh, especially this this really doesn't do anything that a bunch of movies aren't doing nowadays, especially when now everything's the metaverse and like the fucking Rick and Morty shit kinda kicked off a bunch of trends, but the movie's a good testament that it doesn't really matter if it's been done as long as it's Beavis and Butthead in the scenario because you're not going to get it played out any other way by anybody else. So yeah, I I absolutely loved it.
1: Okay. And uh sure I think we're not going to go deep into our thoughts because we're actually recording an episode next. But like, as far as the se- the the new season, how do you like the new episodes?
2: Uh that's where I fall off a little bit. I it, it honestly like started out so bad that I was <laughs> I got kind of depressed, <laughs> um, and I don't get too depressed as an adult. But it, it oh man I. The few things that I didn't like about the movie were that the cartoon or the violence was very cartoony mm-hmm. and that really went over into the show. A lot of people point out that Butthead is uh a lot, you know, meaner to Beavis now. And I agree. He's almost mm-hmm. borderline trying to kill him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, the tone is just... Uh, there's certain episodes, like the one with the dumpster fire, where it's just truly not even a Beavis and Butthead episode. It's it's like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. But um, the TikTok shit, I, I I just... I have a lot of gripes about the new show, so let me just focus on the good so okay. we don't start this whole thing off <laughs> negative. But, you know, they're, they're still the boys when they are the boys, but they're trying new things, and it's not landing for me... Um, Most people I talk to like uh, along our lines usually seem to agree with me for the most part because we're all the old schoolers and still in tone with the original show, as I'm sure you guys are because you're still re-watching them to do the podcast and stuff. And It just is a different show. But as it's gone on, I don't know if maybe I've just gotten more into the tone of the new show and I'm liking it more. I definitely like the middle-aged episodes. Those don't seem to disappoint me at all. Um, locked out is my favorite of the new season, the one where they just are locked out of their house and trying to figure out how to get in. That that probably made me laugh more than anything in the movie. I loved that episode so much, and it it one hundred percent could have happened in the nineties, mm-hmm. and I don't think it would have happened too much different in the nineties either. They that. That really felt like they'd been holding on to that one for 20 years or something. It was so good. But then there's just a few that just really don't. In fact, last week's, which was like the the Jesus and the Nacho one, and that was like a two-parter episode, and it just seemed like it could have been a two-minute joke. (laughs) I don't know why that was dragged out so long. It was boring. Mm -hmm. I have found that a lot of it is kind of boring now. And the stakes aren't as high with the violence. Back in the day, they would get hurt, and it was so true to life that it made you cringe. And just, you know, they're not cartoons. You're not supposed to watch it as if they're cartoons. Now when they get hurt, they... The new show really feels like a cartoon compared to the 2011 season even. it's just doesn't seem as grounded in reality. Um, And uh, I don't know. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of complaints with it. Uh, God, I'm, I'm trying to say some good things about it. I actually, the one episode that truly wouldn't have happened back in the day was the weird girl. Because there's a few episodes. I almost think there's a category in the new season, or series, I should say, that uh, it's like that episode 100 percent would not have happened back in the day. Um, yeah. And I thought the weird girl was actually really good. I liked that for some reason. But then Doppelganger, I truly didn't like, and and that's a shame because that's a Chris Brown episode. But even he told me that like his original script, they pretty much changed completely, you know. So um, it, it's just it's trying new things, and maybe for the new audience that it's bringing in, maybe it's wowing them. But uh, it's kind of a shame. It, it, it honestly makes me appreciate the 2011 season a little more, which I never disliked. But it just does seem wildly better now than than the and when and when it's good it is when it is you know but whew. some of the episodes end in a way like the the where they were at the prom and drinking the the punch bowl oh, of, oh top, god the, you know and, oh god that was, and, and I, even the dumbest person you know would have stopped after the first sip but now they're just like they drank the whole bowl they get cartoonally fat. And they puke it up, and then the episode just ends, and it's like, okay, back in the day, or I just, or just with better writing, if I, you know, Van Driesen would have ended up getting blamed for that, or the school would have got. Where, why aren't people getting the consequence for the boys' actions now as much? And Locked Out was a perfect example of the old school way of Anderson ends up getting a bunch of fucking guns pointed at him for driving down the street with the front of their house on, and they're sitting outside of their. Or inside their house, you know, kind of being like, give them the taser, you know. And it's like that one was just a a fucking full home run for me. It's
1: yeah, I I I'm definitely <laughs> gonna have a lot to say about yeah that I th- that that's one of the, my favorites too. I feel like I would say I it, it's very hit and miss. Like a few of it feels like fan fiction. Like one in particular, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm just teasing next week's episode but like the escape room one felt i mean yeah just that and what an
2: episode to start with yeah
1: that that one to me was just like i don't know i just
2: it, it did seem like it's such a tonal shift in a lot of ways the only thing i liked about that episode was when the girls are talking in the beginning and beavis and butthead are outside of the store throwing milk into the road to get it <laughs> yeah. by, getting hit by cars and i was like oh it's so great and then from there on it was just their dynamic even with each other seems off now it's it's no longer them against the world yeah it um they seem a lot more aware the the old boys would not have been able to figure out the fucking escape room the new boys went along with it just enough to know exactly what was going on but somehow screw it up well if they figured out the first part why were they not smart enough for the second part it's it kind of falls in those regards for me for sure they don't seem as clueless there used to be just a man even the old episodes that weren't that good just that blank stare and that like permagrin on their faces (laughs) while something's going on around them and you could just tell that they are not there just enough to catch an innuendo yeah you just read it because you were it you know yeah but um. But Yeah, that's so. The idea there's my long winded answer to those, bro. Okay, but the movie was great.
1: well, it's yes, uh, <clears throat> we'll agree, but enough, enough with this mixed feeling stuff. Why don't we get into <laughs> some good Beavis and Butthead? We brought you on specifically because I know one of these episodes is, if not a favorite of yours, I believe you said is what you think is maybe what the most important episode of Beavis and Butthead. We're talking about one. We're going to talk about Ball Breakers as just highlighting a very controversial episode and then Lightning Strikes as, uh, you know, the show getting a chance to finally respond to its critics. So, uh, what do you say, fellas? Let's jump on in to this one. hey yo. Ball ball Breakers. What? I didn't know the boys had girlfriends. (laughs) Uh, 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 It's a... It's, hey, a little, it's a little humor before we start All right, talking I heard about I it. One play. All yeah. right. Oh, just before we get into the dead children, I just thought I'd get a little <laughs> levity. Aired October 25th, 1993. It was the 15th episode of season three. Written by Christopher Brown, Glenn Eichler, and Mike Judge, directed by Mike Judge and Greg Vanzo. Synopsis. Beavis and Butthead go to the bowling alley, steal Tom Anderson's bowling ball and then have fun attempting to destroy it. Adam, you've been awfully silent so far, but I can tell you're chomping at the bit to talk about Ball Breakers.
0: Well, I'm only, like, a couple episodes into the new season, so I didn't want to... I, 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 uh, I'm now I just keeping that quiet I, to not embarrass you. Now, I, like, if I like it, I feel like I'm an outlier i'm not a true fan so sorry oh come on now
2: (laughs) i hope i didn't make anyone
0: no 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 no. um so uh, ball breaker starts out boys sitting on the couch and they're watching golf which in a matter of uh, three sentences rod stroke hole and master are said so you can imagine Mm -hmm. where that goes um (laughs) but rod is um a guy named Rod is setting up to get the gold jacket, I think, and uh, Beavis and Butthead put the hex on him with these twirling right. fingers, and it works. And uh, Rod misses, actually breaks the club over his knee and tosses it. I'm a big fan of this golfer Rod for showing that emotion. And uh, sure. the boys break out in the guitar noises uh, in celebration of putting on the hex. So that's kind of. Just a nice little uh, preamble to a sports episode, I guess you could say. Um, We next see them in the bowling alley, of course, standing over the hand dryer, but but their balls are being dusted by the uh, bowling alley hand dryer. That's a
1: really good piece of animation, too. I liked it because it does, they just kind of give you, maybe it should have been predictable, but Butthead's standing there in a pose like he's going to bowl. And then I like the way they pan down and it's just blowing it. Like that, that caught me off guard. Yeah, this is one of the
2: first episodes that's animated really well, too, in that regards, mm-hmm. I want to say. You go back like maybe six episodes before this, you wouldn't have gotten that detail. They're clever of a shot by any means. Yeah, for sure. And the
0: dialogue here makes you think that they're really bowling too, because Beavis is like, "I want a turn," but he actually just wants a turn of getting balls. <laughs> <Yeah. like that. laughs> um, Any of you ever do that? I'm not put my balls on there. No,
1: no I, I'm no. not. I don't really wear shorts in public that often, so I wouldn't have got the. This I'm area. pretty sure it makes
2: me think of like when you're in a pool. And there's that thing that's blowing, like, the water. Instantly. Oh, I've done yeah. that. Yeah, I put my nads up against the wall. Oh, elevator. yeah. I, I would still do More that exciting, today if I ever went
1: right. to a public pool. I might
2: even let it go up my bunghole a little bit, too. I was just like, I wonder. You <laughs> I mean, you're
1: there. It's yeah, out.
2: I'm here. I'm underwater. <laughs> it's Win exactly.
1: in Rome. It's kind
2: yeah.
0: of
1: hidden.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I always viewed this as kind of like uh, – that's as close as I got to this. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, on Beavis's turn,
0: he, um, butthead, of course, rolls, a, it's a gutter ball, and the ball return quickly, uh, returns the ball, pounding Beavis's nads, in which it lasts, oh, yeah. the pain lasts for a while, obviously. I enjoyed the, the animation of him sweating, and him kind of struggling to talk for a few minutes
2: after. Uh,
0: in the meantime, then they
2: realistically drag that out quite a bit. Yes, right, yeah, yes. It,
0: that that does point back to your realism because that is something where you would be, you know, your your stomachs in knots because you're nasty. Oh my god!
2: I all right. Have any of you either been hitting the balls really hard before? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, that's I've just been play on numerous yeah,
1: times. Yeah, yeah. Too often, the answer to that is yes, on purpose, <laughs> but never a bowling ball, luckily.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, um, have you ever got kicked in the butthole directly, though?
2: I think that could, in a weird way, hurt more. I think that would hurt more because, like, wouldn't they wouldn't they be, like, kicking your prostate? Or oh, yeah. What if you orgasm? It was debilitating. <laughs> yeah, it was debilitating. Yes. Actually,
0: painful yet pleasurable. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm sure someone has because it apparently turned into a fetish. Oh. <laughs> Well, each their, each their own. I guess so. Well, speaking of
0: uh holes, Tom Anderson enters the bowling alley at this time. Thank you. Segway. And he is um, excited to I think he's going to win some sort of championship. He's going to take the trophy he says, but he's going to first get a cold one, leaving his ball unattended. And then uh, the boys are talking about the urban legends of what's inside of bowling balls. And Though they, Beavis thinks it's plutonium, Butthead quickly corrects him, saying that's uh, that's golf balls. Yeah. And uh, yeah. actually, murderers produce the bowling balls and hide their victims' body parts on the inside of these bowling balls. So what do they got to do? They got to break it open somehow. Um, Which
2: seems like a believable rumor that kids would spread.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, how many times... Uh, I don't know if I've ever actually seen the inside of a bowling ball, so you can't. <laughs> I've never seen it, so it must be true. No.
2: I, I You know, that'd be a good thing to YouTube tonight. I'm sure somebody's done it. <laughs>
1: Immediately after this. Clay, put in a clip. Oh, it's not Yeah.
2: video.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I'll put in the audio. It'll still sound good. So This episode
2: is from when you had to find out the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do it your damn yeah. self, too. So they throw it. Uh, they throw it in
0: a parking lot. It, it's not breaking, but uh, Beavis has some M80s from Mexico. Um, they put wow, yes. it in the, in the holes of the ball, light it. Of course, the ball slightly tilts and projects straight towards them, knocking down Beavis. And then. In the uh, meds
2: again. Beavis continuously gets <laughs> oh, hit in the right. Mads in this episode. It's the yeah. rule of threes. I, I believe there's at least yes. three.
0: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Then they go a la Dave Letterman, and they go up to the top of a building, except it's not cleared off to the public. <laughs> they just say that yeah. people will move. Uh, they actually <laughs> put the M80s in there again, too. Uh, but, man, Tom Anderson's bowling ball strong. It doesn't break from the skyscraper fall, but the M80s do the job this time. And then there's the third piece of shrapnel into Beavis' nads. Because They go
2: to check on it because it does not blow up right away. Yes, right. yeah,
1: so you are one hundred percent.
2: The fuse yeah. is still
1: lit. God, <laughs> that fuse must have been like a hundred yards long.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So, it blows up. The shrapnel's in Beavis's crotch. They've got the blow-up cartoony effects on the you know the black and the the blackened hair and on their face. The turn I uh, I'd forgotten about though. Is that Tom Anderson is now a terrorist.
2: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The initial T A he gets the consequence. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. And he's they're like being interviewed on the news and everything over this yes. as he's getting taken away and they're like tell us about your neighbor yes. <laughs> it's like he always had a short and, fuse can, and like can guns, i you know? say
1: like it, it wasn't even like a criticism but i just like when it happened because they're surrounded by vault by uh, bowling balls were even using them i remember watches like well why would they hone in on tom anderson's ball it's like oh yeah because so to make him a terrorist at the end you know what <laughs> yeah. like, i'm on board
2: yeah 100 yeah, because otherwise what would have the <laughs> no totally that's great um and tom was like growling
0: too. <laughs> he, was, he was made some noises i'd yeah. not heard before as he yeah it was a little like, out
2: of character <laughs> at the end there it was yeah he was actually <laughs> or the character that he would become more i suppose um Fun fact about this one, like a, like the, the most random of fun facts, is during the scene where they're in the parking lot throwing the ball in the air and stuff, Butthead's shirt says ACCDCC. Oh. <laughs> it's a very And what's funny is that it happens for such a length of period where it's like, there is no way that the animator didn't catch it and was just like well, "fuck it," I am not fixing that first frame. And they just <laughs> kept going because it's very obnoxiously there. Um, <laughs> uh, but this this episode, I mean, to, before I even go to the controversy, uh, the whole like them, what what do you call it at the at the beginning where they're like heckling or they're trying to like jinx them almost, putting a right? hex on them, yeah putting a hex on it yes uh that christopher brown wrote this episode he said that was inspired by him and his brother i believe when they were kids where they would watch sports they would always like do the thing with their fingers and perform the hex Mm -hmm. and then the whole plot in itself of just like stealing a bowling ball and like trying to break it out in the parking lot i think that is i think him and his brother did that as a kid so this whole episode is basically like uh straight from Christopher Brown's youth with his brother, which the from stories I've heard it seems like they were in a lot of ways real life Beavis and Baheads. That's fantastic. That's, that's, yeah, awesome.
1: that's true. Um yeah, like before we kind of dive in on that, I do want to like talk just to track back, this is something I always note, like my judge's love of playing Tom Anderson is always just so apparent. Because I yeah. love like he enters in it like and he can never just inner room he always has to be expressing his inner mind mo- like and he's just rambling nonsense like he's self-important yeah like he's gonna talk about winning this tournament but first i'm gonna get a cold one like just yeah. bull, dude like, it's yeah. <laughs> but it's um but yeah this i feel like this one was a lot funnier than i remember like for that and all the things we talked about plus uh butthead saying he thought that there was a a human butt in the bowling ball yes like, he was yeah. hoping there was a butt <laughs> yeah but um um we'll and kick I, it or, or sorry go ahead
2: i i just love that there is a throwback to the way down mexico way up yes mm-hmm. uh, even if it's doesn't seem too far away from that episode it Kind of is because uh, this episode did air after the controversy with the brain Ohio. Coincidentally enough, they were like editing episodes, banning episodes, but they had this one in their pocket ready to air, and they still did it. Oh boy! And yeah, so yeah, so yeah. What basically what happened was,
1: if anybody doesn't know, um, there was a group called uh, Morality and Media who eventually blamed the death of an eight month old. Um, on this episode, because I believe it was a bowling ball was thrown off an overpass in Seattle. Correct, <laughs> Sean? Isn't that was that not?
2: Oh, it sure was, Clay.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Perfect tone. No, no,
2: no, no. it's, uh, it's almost but, midnight for all the listeners here. It, no. <laughs> but I
1: remember, like, I know you talked with uh, Christopher Brown about this. So yes. I just, like, yeah, just, I mean take me through just like what, like, what did he say? just about like the reaction uh, and to the, to revelation, this was eventually I both think, think
2: side of the story was he came into work and people were like, way to go, Chris, like your episode, you know, um and they, you know, showed him the newspaper maybe it was even on TV or whatever. But the thing is, is that the, uh I don't think that the kid said he was watching Beavis and Butthead or anything. I think it was just, in fact, I think he even said that he wasn't watching Beavis and Butthead. Like, he didn't want to give anything credit. He's just like, no, I'm just an asshole that threw a bowling ball over the...
1: I don't think they the- had cable, right? I thought that's something I read.
2: Uh, well, that would have been more with the the Moraine, Ohio incident, I think, because they lived in the trailer park and all that. And this kid, maybe as well, maybe as well, dude. You know, in reality, in 1993, a lot of people didn't fucking have cable. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't as common. So, but, um, that was kind of the last real controversy after the Moraine thing. And the, before that, there were the two little girls that imitated the aerosol flamethrower. Um, and yeah, the, this kid pretty much just threw a bowling ball over the interstate. It crashed through a window and it, and it landed directly on an eight month old baby who happened to be in the car. Gosh, uh, Christ. Yeah. that's Boy, that is terrible when you say that out loud, isn't it?
0: what are the odds
2: i know i know and 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 the odds that that episode did this one i you know you almost can't blame people if people saw this episode and then a week and a half later or whatever some kid throws a bowling ball off the interstate i mean it's almost hard to blame people for thinking that he was inspired by because that is a hell of a coincidence isn't sure. it
1: yeah for sure i think as you mentioned too like all the controversy and just like the unfortunate timing was I i don't know if you guys because the one we watched you know they had we we talked about them having the buffers before and like the going into commercials where they just have the slogan did you catch yeah. what this one was no it was uh at what point do normal teenage hijinks become dangerously sociopathic behavior it's like, oh, man, what a bummer.
2: <laughs> but terrible. um But, yeah. That may this... be the worst one because there was a the one where it was just like, stick around while Beavis' butt had burned things and blow stuff up. Yeah. You know? But, like, yeah. that one complimenting this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I I do question why this one got aired. I'm glad it did. I I mean, even if it did cause a kid's death, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I I think it is. Uh, I think it's the best episode of this season. Uh, it it was funnier than I
1: remember. Like I yeah. I, I was expecting this just because I think I have maybe seen it once because it's kind of hard to find. I was expecting this to be kind of like all oh, the other episodes. I laughed a lot, like a lot yeah. more than I. But I um mean, for me honestly though,
0: like I mean for that controversy to happen a week after, that is very coincidental. But you can go back yeah. like like I said, Letterman did this did the stuff all the time of throwing crazy stuff off of buildings. So I mean, yeah. why blame I I, I guess Proximity and time, but man, come on! I think
2: if it wasn't a bowling ball, it probably wouldn't have gotten the blame. I think it was just because it happened to be the bowling ball. Because it's not like they weren't dropping things off the interstate either, you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But also, the show was at the height of being blamed. I have a a Weekly World News that you remember what Weekly World News was, right? It was kind of like. Yes. It was The Onion, you know? It, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> it, it's a two-headed baby born to woman. And then down in the corner, it has Beavis and Butthead blamed for bowling ball death. And the article oh, in man. it is because they were a satire. Yes. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. Paper. The whole article is pretty much like written sarcastically and very tongue-in-cheek about how Something tragic happened again, and so we're just scapegoating and blaming Davis and Butthead. So, like, this one's at cursed. That, right at that point, the Weekly World News was kind of defending them,
1: yeah, but at the same
2: time, time, I don't know how many people knew to took the Weekly World News tongue in cheek back then. I feel like people's like sense of humor radar is just so different now from yeah. what it was.
1: Oh, people you still know. fall for onion stuff, and that's like
2: totally yeah, well established. Touche. So, <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll segue to it here, Clay, in, uh, in the video section of this episode, uh, Dred Zeppelin had the song Heartbreaker, and, uh, and Sean, which the guys, uh, which the lead singer of Dred Zeppelin, is like a 300-pound uh, Vegas-era Elvis impersonator. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the boys actually say, that's the guy who's always on those newspapers and stuff which oh, yeah. is referencing the weekly world news. And uh, I was looking up a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and they, they referenced Elvis all the time. That's crazy that they mentioned Beavis and Butthead and that you brought that up, because I was going to talk about Bat Boy
2: and, <laughs> and all wow, that. Well, that's a fucking good coincidence, isn't it, man? No, it wow, that's crazy, yeah.
0: yeah. And but, I, um, I think they weekly man. world news just kicked back up, but,
2: uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I follow them on Instagram. I literally, anything they post, I comment, I knew it um to the point where they'll be like five percent off sale and i'll be like i knew it like i just which i think is fixing <laughs> i've been doing this for years this Wait, is not good old
1: i mean we can't block this guy but jesus christ man Well, because
2: i just feel like that's the ultimate reaction to a weekly world news yeah, Is just absolutely. like you're in line and some guy looks over at bat boy and he's just like i knew it you know, <laughs> know
0: one is bat boy actually fights terrorism
1: in one of the that was yes i knew it
2: <laughs> i, I saw that, that one goes, from a mile away, it. Dude. Yeah, it
1: goes on to that one um but but otherwise um oh we should mention this episode was also it resulted in the show moving to 11 p.m and led to the pre-show disclaimer that lasted all the way through the original run. So it's, uh, this even. This one had a lot, a long-lasting impact.
2: So this was the series. last episode to actually air at
1: 7.30. I believe it was, Isn't yes. that
2: hilarious? Because I yeah, think it's... the last time we talked, I even said that. It's like all of the episodes that truly were risky in that regards aired at 7.30. Yep. And then once the show was completely revamped and honestly just not as threatening, you know, they put it on at 11.30. So yeah. they even ended that run with the last, I would say this is the last of the controversial episodes.
1: It's the last one I can remember, yeah, because it, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like people kind of chilled out once it got to 11 yeah. p.m. But, um, yeah, elsewhere in the video, yeah, the vi- goes for the videos. Adam, yeah, you mentioned Heartbreaker by Dred Zeppelin. There's also Chemical Imbalance by Skatenings and Monkey Business by Skid Row. Fellas, what do we got to say about this video collection? Um,
0: dread zeppelin they seem to enjoy and we got a dance in there uh mm-hmm. and uh i thought they would enjoy this so i bring it up one of the members of dread zeppelin's name is butt boy and uh, oh. i didn't know that yeah. Skatings, uh they thought <laughs> it sucks in a new way so oh, yeah, yeah.
2: cool <laughs> yeah 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 that, that's always a good comment, yeah, like
0: and then uh, I love that they thought Sebastian Bach looked like Molly Sims, and they <laughs> really did, <laughs> yeah they did, and we got a right leg lift fart from uh butthead in, in that video too, so
1: <laughs> yeah, I's um one thing I noticed too, like there were some you know mostly just the stuff that that you mentioned I like. Um, this era, I think they're still, Sean, I want to get your opinion too. Like, like I felt like maybe they're a little too reliant on cutaway gags. Like even like the, the skating's one, they got the, like the, the rock out thing before they said that it sucked. I, I think I always enjoy when they kind of let it come to them more. I mean, the dances are always good, but yeah, the dances are
2: always good. That this is right. When the, they start getting good at music video commentary really so uh i don't know it's kind of right there you're right there there were reoccurring like um like i have a storyboard for one of them where they're just like flicking the spoon of ice cream and it's uh at the screen and stuff like that it was almost like well there's nothing to say here so just throw in another piece of that clip art more or less is what how i always took it i um I also don't think we were supposed to be watching those music video segments as closely as we do. You know, it's almost like, um, because that's one of my favorite things about the original show. It's the perfect balance of music and TV. It's perfect background noise. You know, it goes right between what I want. Um, And usually when a music video segment comes on, I do kind of stop watching the tv directly and kind of treat it like a podcast if you will you know so those cutaway gags and stuff i think i don't know we're kind of right at the point of where the show becomes the the show so it's yeah like i said but when it comes up from the beginning it's we're watching a show literally progress in like real time
1: Yeah, I think I said too. It's like they almost feel like they need like these big gestures. Even like, well, something we talked about when they were watching golf that they kind of do like when they do the da 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 da. Like, oh
2: yes, they. It's it's insisting
1: upon itself almost to where I think when the show got great, it just let the story kind of unfold, and that's one hundred
2: percent. There was was a formula at the very beginning where they were watching TV. Something would either lead to a plot or they would comment, but they would always react to their comment with the air guitar chant
1: yeah yep
2: and i think this might be the last one that well, i don't know it it might be one of the last yeah. opening couch gag segments i guess yeah. you could call it the ends with the air guitar because it was so formulaic at one point and it didn't make sense honestly and he cut a lot of those out in the Mike Judge collection, and I understand why. Yeah. Um, even though, like to this day, them doing air guitar is still like a staple on merchandise and like how we see them. I they I think they did it once in the 2011 season. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think if if you really think back to 1993 and Beavis and Baha doing air guitar. It was a little too comparable to Bill and Ted and Wayne and Garth.
1: Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. But um, (laughs) all right. Well, I think we are at the halfway point, and this might already be the longest episode of the season. But you know, more just more quality (laughs) content for our great listeners. We're gonna take a little break, and we will be right back with our discussion of lightning strikes. Yeah. Check out my foot.
0: Right, Beaver. Cool. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, gang, to more Buff, Code, and Beaver. I am officially out of uh, hilarious sketches. So, sorry to all the disappointed listeners out there. So, I'm just going to kick it. Zany things, and then we get a guest on here, and that's your... You do
0: all these. You, you, you're you so hey, well produced. I,
1: I think my... Dude... Do you not remember my I didn't know they had girlfriends gag? I think that should carry over fine. But uh, why don't you, like, come off your fucking high horse and tell the people some background about Lightning Strikes.
0: Lightning Strikes aired February sixteenth, 1995. It was season 5, episode 21. Beavis and Butthead are injured, reenacting something they saw Benjamin Franklin do on TV. Clayton, take us through it.
1: Yeah, because it starts, yeah, they're watching, uh, uh, I think it's called Great Minds on Benjamin Franklin on PBS. Which, yeah, uh,
2: PBS, that's right. Yeah.
1: They said BS, but first they said P. That's uh, one of the pettiest
2: innuendos they ever pull out. It really is. And, and, it, and, it, and therefore it may be one of the funniest. And then he said P. And then he said P. It, P. It's, like, it's just P- so Beavis is
1: right there to to pick up where Butthead left off. That's which right. Is, uh...
2: That letter is funny. Yes,
1: um, but yes, <laughs> they learned that you know he the infamous story where he stuck his keys to a kite and got struck by lightning, and I love that they are just immediately entranced, and we oh, get yeah. just emphatic get the
2: kite beavis oh and it's great the way it's lightning outside oh yeah it's a a terrible storm it's 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 pretty cinematic it's comparable to like the movie in a way that 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 whole scene's pretty good for the show it
1: it looks deathly scary like the kind of storm that like you wouldn't want to go out in in a million years but
2: i just like
0: how they sync it up too they they look outside look at the tv
2: look outside look at the tv yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Get yeah. the kite, Beavis. <laughs> you know Get I
1: mean? the kite. Cu- oh, yeah, I love just the the vocal delivery. And I love
2: that they have a kite. By the way,
1: <laughs> also 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 true. Yeah. Um, and I, so so yeah, they go out. Uh, Butthead does a really funny looking run with the kite, and it gets stuck <laughs> in what, what Beavis calls it the crotch of the tree. And this is something I like too. This is at least the second instance I can think of where butthead gets mad at beavis for not taking the experiment seriously because if you'll remember uh the mystery of morning wood yes um where yeah van Driesen gave him an assignment to just do a scientific study on morning wood and beavis brought a porno mag and butthead got upset at him because that was going to give him quote artificial stiffies yes that's right (laughs) and um i love here too like he straight up says we've got an experiment to do and I, love, and I love the little touch that they actually put the key on there. I don't, for one second, believe they understood the significance, but they did it. And naturally... Uh, well, it, may, it makes
2: sense, because why would they think that something else of metal would work? It's only a right. key, apparently. In yeah, their yeah. Mind, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, they get absolutely <laughs> obliterated in a pretty jarring piece of animation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that, yeah, they cut to the hospital, and they are awoken by a woman named uh, Betsy Weiner. Betsy Weiner, With dude. the decency <laughs> in media. And, um, uh, Sean, I, I, wanted to, I don't remember this. I wanted to go back to your interview with uh, Christopher Brown. I didn't get a chance to because I'm working, like, 93-hour weeks now. But um, I feel like I remember, did you say, like, was that the woman's real name with the I, decency? I,
2: I think that – see, I don't want to misquote my own fucking interview, but it is a three-and-a-half-hour-long fucking interview. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure he said that was her fucking name in real life. But, but, but uh, I almost feel like maybe they could have gotten in trouble for that or something. I was going to say but the balls to, to do that, if that's true. This episode but, is ballsy.
1: Yeah, but also if that is true, I mean, I think – we have to probably understand her career choice, right? Because, good lord, the taunt she must have heard.
2: Oh yeah, no it's doubt. It's
1: like no one yeah. will ever criticize Betsy Weiner again. Yeah, that's
2: right. She like and then, anybody yeah, was, with but a but sense of humor because they yeah. both find her name funny.
1: <laughs> and, um, but yeah, she shows up. First big question: um, Who sent her there? Like, who would have contacted her on Beavis and Butthead's behalf <laughs> to go on this crusade for me? Because we don't see their parents. I mean, I don't feel like – This not. I mean, Van Driesen would make the most sense, but I don't think he'd be on her side. I
2: think – I, I, I would assume someone at the hospital for some reason. Yeah. Um, but it,
1: it could have been, yeah. But, <laughs> but
2: yeah but, uh, good, people good like much. Betsy Wiener
0: on the prowl for Oh, yeah. They just, yeah, they just,
1: yeah the, the rabbit ears up for catching that. But she asked them – what inspired them to do that and Butthead just makes some vague description about a guy with long hair who she instantly assumes is Howard Stern.
2: Yeah, that's right. Which
1: almost like would kids today even like Howard Stern's just a lame old guy now. Do people even remember not hold up when kids watch the episode now. Yeah. And at the
2: time that was such a funny joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, but have um, you ever seen Howard Stern or at least yeah. listened to his radio show? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, yeah, she gets, and she gets the answer she wants for what happened because she she's, she's the TV listing. She just grooms yeah, them.
2: Yeah, yeah. The no, button. that yeah, can't be sure. it.
1: So uh, yeah, Butthead tells her, he just vaguely describes that they saw music videos. I think we and, saw some videos that day. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it. we saw some videos. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then it ends like she goes on TV again on the boys' behalf somehow, just talking about you know oh, just just the 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 wretched state of modern media, which uh, Beavis and Butthead declare that chick is stupid. Um, <laughs> flip the ice cream at the screen. That's right. And um, yeah, that's that's the how be, it ends.
2: Beavis says, let's just hope nobody imitates her. And yeah, hell, yeah, absolutely. Sean, Sean but, me, I mean, know you... This is, I mean, if you think about Ball Breakers being written by Christopher Brown and then this episode being written by Christopher Brown, and, and I mean, this is almost like, I mean, this is, this is literally a response to the over media, to Beavis and mm-hmm. Butthead. And for a show like Beavis and Butthead that, as much as we know that it's a very clever show, What makes it clever is that it is not patting itself on the back by being clever. It does not fucking care if you think it sucks or that it's stupid or low brow. Um, And that is part of the brilliance. So for Chris to have taken characters like Pius and and to make a response that I want to say it's subtle, but it's a kind of the perfect balance. It's kind of in your face. If you know the story you could take it out of it but if you didn't it's just a fucking hilarious episode uh and 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 as i have said i think it is the most important episode of beavis and butthead um and not just important it is you know what it's a good contender for the first episode to show somebody to introduce them to the series quite honestly yeah um what what makes you say that I think it hits a lot of points. It starts with them watching something on their TV, which leads to, you know, them going out and imitating it, them getting hurt, and just, like, no real consequence. Um, You kind of get to see the way people react to their situations and everything getting misconstrued. Um, And you get a good taste of their dynamic. Honestly, this episode just hits a lot of key elements that makes for a perfect Beavis and Butthead episode in general. But um what was I gonna say you I think you were going over the first part. Oh oh but outside of all the 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 intellectual talk or whatever the hell I'm doing um when yeah. Butthead runs with that kite, as you were saying, that always killed me that his first attempt was such an epic fucking fail and to see him actually trying to do something like he really was running to get the kite going and it just wraps three good times right around that fucking tree. I don't know. Every time that happens, it gets such a genuine laugh out of it.
1: Well, Adam, we talked about this and this is a different thing, but it was in our discussion of take a lap. Like they don't know how to run. Because no. after after they bulk up on Megabolt, they're like, "Let's go for a jog," and it's just this jerky motion. <laughs> they don't like, and that's it, it's a little bit. It's harder to see here because it's so dark, but you do yeah. get yeah.
2: Like he yeah, doesn't know
1: how a human being would run.
2: No, no, it's it's almost like like how they say like a narcissist or whatever is just imitating people or whatever it's, yeah, like, exactly. it's like the way that they jog or run is like okay we've seen people do this <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah but um so just make the jogging motion while you're walking yeah. you got it. <laughs> uh, it. there's so many things like that that are so subtle and so perfect and like i said before just Beavis saying thank you drive through it's the only thing he ever picked up from work. Like yep. you could like really blow this scenario out of proportion, but if you think about it, that is the only thing I bet his boss ever drilled into him, and now it's drilled yep. into him on an everyday basis. <laughs> so I don't think you drive through, you know. And it's just so got it. It's amazing how much substance you can get out of these characters, you know, yeah. with 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 not a lot. Yeah. We get a little Adam.
1: Your, your thought. I uh, We didn't get your thoughts on the.
2: No, um,
0: I I uh, I liked the, you know, being older. I liked the Ben Franklin it equals Howard Stern to Betsy, <laughs> like, and she even like looks at the listing, sees that it was a Ben Franklin show, and is like that That's can't right. be it. Ah, oh, <laughs> like, no, couldn't be. That's right. <laughs> um, we did get a hint of uh, Sean. You were saying how it hits all hall- hallmarks of 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 the boys that uh, Beavis is still a little more obsessed with poop than Butthead as he pooped in Oh his yeah
2: jug. <laughs> right, Oh God, Man, I forgot I about that And you yeah. can hear it slosh a little bit when it <laughs> <long in there. laughs> yeah,
1: The sound design people, we've talked about this, the people who do the sound are evil geniuses, they <laughs> really
2: are That's so good, you can tell it's a nice big fucking log in this <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, uh, those are a couple a couple points you guys didn't hit on but yeah that's uh what do you think of the uh, music videos in this can
1: one, i, can I, I, w- I w- like i had one no, other thing can't. to point We're out going to the
0: music videos very segmented
1: okay <laughs> uh, Go ahead, I'm, I'm gonna cut you off like one thing like this made me think of and i don't know if you guys have noticed this that as far as like the decency and media stuff if you notice like people that you used to like or respect kind of becoming these people and it bumming you out. Like,
2: um, are you getting at that? Like nowadays the people who are that are just like, like they look punk, but they're not. Or Well, like
1: one one specific thing I had in mind was, I don't know if you guys saw, not that I'm not talking about the recent like Netflix like, three-part series, the actual, like, documentary film HBO did on Woodstock 99.
2: Yeah, I I, I saw one while I was on a plane. I I think it was maybe a two-hour documentary. Yeah,
1: well, I think that's the one. And, like, Bill Simmons, who was a writer I used to read all the time, was an executive producer on that show. And, like, through the years, he's kind of become more of, like, an elitist scold. But, like, that movie... Like the the links everybody was going to to blame Limp Biscuit for what happened to yeah. Wood, at Woodstock '90, and I don't even like Limp Biscuit, but it's like you're like people. It was like an yeah, asphalt still jungle.
2: One act. To yeah, this
1: day. I mean, people. It was an asphalt jungle where it was a hundred degrees, and they were selling water for twelve dollars and letting exactly. thousands of gallons of sewage freely flow
2: i'll and blame biscuit just in the regards that i think that people were fed up and they fed off it but it's like people were already fed up
1: yeah but yeah. i mean yeah and it's just like in the whole time there's just so many of these cultural cl- critics are blaming them just like like why didn't they cooperate meanwhile like one of the promoters of the show was there basically saying things like well if you look at a per capita basis there weren't that many rapes <laughs> that's like the answer's right in front of you i know like, that was
2: a very strange documentary it I think,
1: sucked I I, I, think I I walked
2: away from it just being like huh that was all fucking wrong you know but but now i think there's a longer version of it that just came out maybe I'd yeah there's just, a
1: netflix three-parter that i haven't watched i was watch turned it. off to the point where i just but but yeah. uh anyway i don't know if that was related but adam now now you're incensed Let's get into the the highly regimented video segments.
0: Yeah, thank you. So we saw Blur Park Life, Biohazard, Tales from the Hard Size, yeah, Hard yeah, Size, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Five, Twiggy Twiggy. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, well, the Blur
2: I really like them for us, Adam. Yes, I. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Mommy's i really like gosh, my m ms the tip wow. who's being self-indulgent now I mean, maybe <laughs> um i really like how much stank they put on their richard dawson family feud impression with the survey says <laughs> like yeah they could have just said <laughs> it and also too like they point out they say that family feud sucks and we get a dismissive Families from butthead. Yeah. So depressing, but yeah, it's pretty damn funny. And I was like,
0: surprised that uh Nads was not on the board for the certain oh yeah. question of where does Butthead kick Beavis and
2: Nads
1: <laughs> got the strike. It must have been like the last like uh whatever the fine the, the sudden death round where it's only the one Ancestors, well, you gotta wonder yeah. who they interview
2: for these things, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: um, yeah, Tales from the Hard Side, yeah. Well, Sean, yeah, they they made the joke you just made. is it a song about stiffies? Which, <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Um, what I really liked about uh, Pizzicato 5, and I, I like that Mike Judge occasionally. Just makes the jokes he wants with no accounting for the fact that he's referencing things Beavis and Butt wouldn't get. But Beavis literally opens this by referencing the opening line to the song Man Smart, Woman Smarter. Which was a Calypso standard that was first released in 1936. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and I only recognize it because. Um, I never got that, okay. Yeah, but it, it was actually, if you remember the Treehouse of Horror 2. Um, they were doing a parody of The Simpsons Mania, and once there was the Simpsons Go Calypso album, where Homer oh, okay. and Marge were singing that song. <laughs> no. But, like, and no universe would be <laughs> make
2: that <laughs> no. reference.
1: No. And no. then they also they also go into a long thing about Ernie from My Three Sons. Oh, which yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Now that. Hey, Uncle that Charlie. Makes sense to me. Well, yeah, that one, I think, because they just watch TV. And I remember, yes. like, Beverly Buttbillies starting out with them watching. But, and, but yes. it's like worth it.
2: The boys watched all of the sitcom because they even, what's the um, we're gonna do it, um, <laughs> that 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 show, uh, fuck Laverne and Shirley, like, they imitate yeah. that yeah. at one point, Ashmeel, Ashman, yeah. we're gonna do it, man, that's one of my favorite ever, but so they're yeah. very like sitcom knowledge, but also, I think Mike Judges said that. Beverly Hillbillies favorite shows, sitcoms were his favorite thing on TV and all that stuff. So that yeah. that makes sense to me all day. And,
1: and even if you don't buy it, it was worth it for the hey, Uncle Charlie. I think I'll go put on a stupid dork outfit and dance <laughs> like a wuss for a while. So <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah. So, some good some good stuff in that collection. Adam, what you got?
0: Um, God, in dude. the blur. First of all, I didn't know Blur and Damon Alborn looked like such wussies. Like, that video is terrible.
1: Well, Bud Uh, had even pointed out, like, this is a happy little tune. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Beavis's English accent, I gave three checks and a plus. That was great in that. Um, Mm -hmm. In the the Tales from the Hard Side, there was a picture of someone holding a fish in a cutaway there to the right as as we're facing. So it would be to the left of Beavis. I'd never seen that before. Am I <laughs> out of my yeah, mind
2: like, here? Or? What are you talking about? Like, like in the cartoon part or in the like video? In the
0: cartoon part, there's a picture in a frame of someone holding a fish.
2: Yeah, dude, that's that's throughout the entire series. I mean, have yeah. I just
0: never noticed this? No, I
2: mean it's even yeah, on it's... the wall in the movie and everything. Jesus. It's painted What's a little bit. It's just a, Gosh, it's just a I fisherman on a dock. Holding his catch. <laughs> I've
0: never noticed it before. Yeah. Oh boy! In fact,
2: I and now I'm wondering if it's in the new series. Seems like it's something they may have taken out. But I mean, yeah, right from like um, shit, man. The pilots, it's there. That's always yeah, been a dang. staple.
1: Oh, let's hope this one doesn't make it to the the Reddit threads. Oh boy. Well, oh, I'm dude. sorry. That's,
0: <laughs> I didn't even have any cool info on Biohazard to save me here.
2: Well, if it does, no, Lord knows I won't Reddit. Oh, oh.
1: See, who needs my skets when we, my oh, yeah, when Ayo, got Great right. A zingers like that. It is Ayo. 12,
2: 12 a.m. It's going to be so. here. It's going to yeah. be anywhere. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, fellas, we've come to the end. Uh, we're
2: going <laughs> to.
1: Oh, we're so Ayo, off the rails right, right now. Right, this God. is a serious show. Sean, I know the answer, but of the two, what do you say is the best episode?
2: Oh yeah, lightning strikes all, all day. I, I I I love ball breakers, but um, it's the best of that season. But I still don't think it's like got the true charm of what makes them timeless. It does have a little bit of that still figuring out what it is, but it's just about there. Um, let me ask you guys: Where do you think it ranks? As in band episodes, is it the best band episode? Because we, otherwise, we'll have to think of them all. But you know, way down Mexico Way, Stewart's house, um, you know, the one with the flamethrower aerosol, the uh, haiku one. Um,
1: comedians is
2: comedians. Comedians yeah. is a band one. Uh, you know, and then there's just some others with with some scenes missing and stuff like that. But where do you guys think this ranks? Is this the best band episode?
1: It it could be like recency bias with me, but I I'm inclined to say yes because well I'm also gonna go with Lightning Strikes as the best episode, but I'm gonna say it oh. I initially wrote that just thinking, ah, I won't have to think about it. I kinda did because this one really caught me off guard with how funny it is. Like the yeah. like you mentioned, I really like how well executed the dumb Joke with the the hand blower on the ball sack was the you know great Anderson being arrested for terrorism. It's, I might have to go back and look at the other ones cl- more closely, but I I think it might be yeah. Oh, and I then the yeah, heroes they apples shoot
0: apples, apples for me. It'd be tough tough there. So yeah. just in, in 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 watching it right now, yeah. I mean, it is such a great episode by itself, and uh that I'd, I'd struggle to say, but I. <laughs> Ballbusters, just from the the fact, the sheer coincidence of that though is just still astounds me. That it's well, the, whole story. Yes, the whole story. Yes, the whole story is yes. astounding. To where yes, like absolutely. You said, it, it that one has the biggest kind of connection to me, like, like you said. But the lightning strikes is uh, my favorite of the, these two as well.
2: I will say, considering that we're pretty much comparing two episodes from two completely different eras of the show, mm-hmm. they both hold a pretty good candle to one another. So i it, Absolutely. Ball Breakers is a pretty good early episode, for sure.
1: All right. Uh, Sean, I think we gave you this opportunity last time you passed, but we'll give it again. Do you have anything you want to plug for the folks well, listening? You know.
2: Um let's see. You're going to say your butt. Yeah, well, you know, I was trying to think of something else, like maybe my rear, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, well, well,
2: I'm glad I
1: put the kibosh on that. This the, the infantile nature of this show is just out of hand, but anyway. Well, well let's
2: see, you know, I have a movie coming out. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's I've you. been embarrassed. It's starring me, and let's see here. No, but, you know, it was great being on the show again. Absolutely, that's a. Yeah, it's great seeing your guys' faces. Adam, you still look like that one guy from the TV with the talk soup there.
1: Oh, and, Chris Hardwick. Uh, yeah, look at you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's either that or Ellen.
0: I can't remember which we landed on last time.
2: So Ellen DeGeneres. Yes.
0: I get well, that's those just
2: two. Mean, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Hardwick's a handsome guy. Ellen <laughs> DeGeneres is an ugly guy.
1: <laughs> oh. I, I think yeah, enough's been revealed about her that we don't need to feel bad about that. Come oh, after us, yeah, Ellen. You're yeah. a, a rock. I like it when people
2: fuck up enough that I can like make fun of them and not be a jerk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can attack <laughs> attack their appearance for sure. Adam, tell the folks how to get in touch with us.
0: Um buff at butthole and joe on Twitter, or you can search uh buff coat and beaver pod on facebook and it's buff and beaver pod at gmail.com and are you guys sure that picture is in every episode
1: it's pretty common i probably yeah, have a lot of merchandise
0: I'm, just, so. I'm i'm just embarrassed i'm sorry i'm going yeah, to bed well, now i'm like looking at a lunch box right now
2: that has it on it no you're not no you're not <laughs> but
1: but Adam, you gotta tell i mean this is our finale technically but we're gonna be back next week tell the people what we're gonna be discussing
0: Man, I am on it. I'm telling you, as my internet loads the document, it's uh, the reboot retrospective. Oh, what do you okay, think of that? Yeah. Episode eleven.
1: Yep, it's we'll we'll be back with a vengeance. But uh, well, Wait, is
2: that the 2011 season reboot? Uh, might well, yeah, we may as well. Money. Yeah,
1: let's let's just make it like a four hour show. Just go on and on and on to where. We'll make we'll make this one look like a walk in the park, but
2: uh, we just hit an hour, so that's pretty. We did,
1: but uh, well, Sean, again, yeah, a million thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. It's, uh,
2: it's, <laughs> no, I love you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Thanks, thank you, Sean, nice, uh, thank you yeah. very yes. much, man. Hope to like, share a red pop with you both one day.
1: Oh well, that's I, I eagerly await Dude, that. Yes, All I right. can't wait. <laughs> Later on, folks.
2: Let us put the man and woman together and find out which one is smarter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>